So I'm feeling good this show. Feeling really good. Yeah. Because I'm sober. This oh. time. <laughs> this one time. day at a time. <laughs> so John's the only sober one. No. I know. Yeah. I'm high enough for the both of us, though. So. You, go. you got that juice? <laughs> yeah, I got that juice. Well, you drinking gonna... Bill's juice? <laughs> Bill's juice. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what's the name of your juice again? Sour grape lemonade. What, like, here, I'll, can, will you sponsor the show? No? No, I don't want anything. I just, I'll mention it. Wait, just say puff sauce one more time. Puff sauce. Puff sauce. Puff sauce. Y'all like puff sauce? Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... Puff Sauce. (laughs) Stab. Stab. Welcome to Stab. Oh, shit. I forgot to do it. I forgot. We go. Welcome to Staff. So many. Here at 1710 Broadway uh, in Sacramento, California. Staff. Just right next to the pawn shop and the tax place. It's never open. Uh, Staff. <laughs> just, just look for the tax place with its lights on all the time. Right. <laughs> the big pile of never mail. open. Lights <laughs> right. on all the time. That's right. Thank you for uh, coming to Stab. We're we're a podcast show that you can watch and listen to if you like. Uh, You guys want to meet your contestants? Oh my God! I've never had anyone say yes. Uh, Christy Farley, right there. Jack Brown. Ruby Setnick. Ruby Setnick. And Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones. Jesse, Jesse Jones. Sauce. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty good. laughs> Ooh, that was that was, that, nice, that yeah. was pretty good. That's I should have I should have been at that rap thing before this. Uh, my name is John Morris Ross, Puff Sauce Ross. <laughs> John Morris, the Puff Sauce Ross, the fourth. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Um, Let's meet the contestants really quick. <laughs> What's up, Christy? Hello. <laughs> that was weird. What's up, Chris? Like I'm hitting <laughs> on you. <laughs> like, like I'm hitting on you. <laughs> That's how I'm going to interview. What's up, girl? <laughs> what you doing? Nothing much. Cool. Hanging out. All right. I'm all right. Being me. Mm. Puff sauce is the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jack. Hey, what up, Puff sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a gang member when you were walking up. <laughs> well, I mean, we should clarify. It's because I was doing crime. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You were wearing, you were holding a Tommy gun. Yeah. yeah. A Tommy gun on Broadway. <laughs> right, yeah. Surrounded by gang members. Just with a you posse. Look, you look exactly like a gang member at my high school in 1994. Right, yeah. <laughs> the exactly. oversized shirt with Taz on yeah, it. The yeah, the giant Taz oh shirt. Super that's this is an actual Tasmanian devil yeah. on his shirt. It's very good. It just it brought it's back really so many memories. There was a guy, 
Good old Johnson days. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was a guy at my high school that he would, you know how you like talk about the tattoo you want to get? And he goes, I want to get uh, Taz and Bugs Bunny in homie clothes is what he called them. Yeah. Crossing their arms back to back. Crossing their arms back. Yeah, you all that would be fucking tight, bro. <laughs> there, there's, a whole, there's a whole booth at, the, at Denio's that sells just those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. If anyone has that tattoo, you can come to Stab for free all the time for the rest of your life. <laughs> Maybe we'll give you some puff sauce. Uh, Ruby. Yeah. What's it like to be 19? <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't remember it. I don't remember what I was doing at 19 except mm-hmm. talking to my friends about their cool shirt or tattoo <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Do you, what's the, you seem so wise for 19. How'd that happen? Uh, <laughs> I had a weird fucking childhood. There you go. All right, I'll stop asking questions. <laughs> All right. Jesse Jones? Yeah. Sauls. What up? <laughs> Oh, I forgot to turn that off. Yeah. Um, yeah, how have you been? We haven't seen him. Not bad. Not bad? Yeah, there's a lot less of you in my life. Yeah? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. We used to work together, now we don't. We don't. Guess which one of us doesn't work there anymore? Oh. Uh, the happier one. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, not going to be happy when that severance check runs out. I got to get on unemployment. <laughs> Jeff, you seem wise for your age. Mm, <laughs> I should be a lot wiser for this age. This is terrible. I, know, I feel dumb. I'm not wise time. for 19. This is... <laughs> I think I was like eating my own poop at 19. That's, that's about the level. <laughs> Sounds right. Would, all right. Get a yeah. tattoo of that. Yep. <laughs> I want to tattoo a Calvin. I think <laughs> eating Tasmanian devil's poop in what? In homie clothes. I, I want Calvin shit. Yeah, in homie clothes. Yeah. Calvin pissing on a pissing Calvin. That's what I want. That would Just. be legitimately a great tattoo, though. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Talked him into it. All right. It took very little <laughs> preparation. Yeah, you haven't seen my other tattoos. <laughs> That was as much peer pressure as it took for you to stop believing in God. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) He has risen. (laughs) Let's play stab. Let's go ahead and. That's right. You just thought you were holding your phone in front of me. All right, uh, this first segment is called uh, Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, is there people yelling outside? Are there, Seems is like there, are there people? <laughs> yeah. Rap battle continues on the street. Is it your gang? Those are my guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're really, they're really itching for the, they're itching for the podcast to start. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Got Roadrunner and big, sa- <laughs> big sagging Jinkos. We want content. We want content. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's a reorganization. We take an ac- <laughs> we take an acronym. We uh, you know we redo it. Uh, you know what does this following acronym stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Um, in honor of today being National Bullia Base Day. Is that how you say that? Bullia Base. Uh, today's acronym is 
Fish stew, F-I-S-H-S-T-E-W. Christy, what does fish stew mean to you? So I turned it into fish stewie, <laughs> and it now stands for farting in someone's house so they eat what I eat. <laughs> it now, and it now represents me anytime I get invited to anyone's house ever, forever. So four days before I go anywhere, I go on a diet of exclusively white fish, onion, Indian food, black bean hummus, and cranberry LaCroix. (laughs) And then once I'm in a friend or loved one's humble abode, I just airbrush every wall, surface, and pet's face (laughs) with my essence. And uh, my farts have the cleansing effects of one of those Himalayan salt lamps. <laughs> so, hipster ladies love me, and cats can't resist pawing at my asshole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Jack? Good morning, privates. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> whoop, whoop. Come on, like you really mean it. <laughs> I thought I had the bravest division in the whole damn military in my boot camp training session, but I got a bunch of meek dorks. Now let me ask you one more time. Can I get a whoop whoop? There's the division I know. The bravest division. Special division two. Now we are not the smartest unit, but we are the bravest. A question from Private Carl Parsley. Sound off. Correct, Private Carl Parsley. We are not the smartest division. That brings us to today's lesson. We are learning an acronym to use as a mnemonic to remember what to do in potential combat situations. (laughs) Private Dave Tribal Tattoo, get that eraser out of your mouth. (laughs) Remember this acronym when you come upon possible firefight, you chumps. Fish stew. (laughs) F-I-S-H-S-T-E-W. No private jumbo donger. There is no letter called gun. And even if there was, it wouldn't be in the acronym FISH do. Let's get through this. Whoop, whoop. F is for first, which will help you if you don't remember that this is the first letter. This is critically important. Yes, private hot Jeff. F is also in the word fuck. Very good. I is for identify. You'll want to identify the target in question, and if you recognize them as an enemy, attack. Oh, Private Rusty O'Halliman, man. The wall is not the enemy, but that is very brave how you ran into it full speed. S is for sharp. Your bayonets are sharp. Do not inspect them closer to try and identify if they are an enemy. You need to fight the urge to investigate all shiny objects. We are smarter than raccoons. Anyone going to do anything? Anything, privates? No? Okay, moving on. Gosh darn it, private milk justice. You stabbed your eye on the dang bayonet. H is for hijinks. Cut those out. What are hijinks, you ask? Private rough Markolo? Just look at what Private Pinto Donk and Private Daryl Benchpress are doing to each other. Enough, boys. We only have so much tear jazz, tear gas, and even, even fewer jelly beans. S is for stop. 
according to our research, at this point, you will be doing something that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> our acronym cannot prevent your stupidity. Private Dr. Mister, your rations do not go there. Stop. <laughs> yes, I agree. That is the bravest part of the body, but it's wrong. <laughs> T is for tell an adult what you've done. <laughs> By this point in the acronym, you've probably done something exceptionally brave, yet equally exceptionally stupid. Find an adult and explain the situation to them, and hopefully they'll help you out. Huh? <laughs> Private ZipRecruiter is right. Adults can be mommies and daddies, but they don't have to be. <laughs> E is for Eminem. Eminem is the soundtrack of the bravest and the stupidest. <laughs> Listen to Lose Yourself and Contemplate Mortality. Enter a state of calm as you get close to approximating real human emotions. Yes, permission to sound off granted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Private Khaki Poppy, thank you for that profound statement on what it is we are truly fighting for. I remember that to my dying day. W is for whoop whoop, the call of the juggalo. <laughs> Yell it loud and proud and fire yourself up. Time to get back into war mode, boys. Very good, private normal name. After this, you're able to enter Fish 2 again and keep fighting. So just to recap, Fish 2 is first, identify, sharp, hijinks, stop, tell an adult, Eminem, whoop whoop. Okay, we got it, boys. What's that, private Bessie Bones? You lost the pin of your grenade. Well, that's no good. Kaboom! <laughs> Very good. Very good, Jack. Fish too. Ruby Setnick, what does fish stew mean to you? Flipping internet scandal. Hashtag Shakira took everyone's water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tuesday of last week, pop sensation Shakira took everyone's drinking water. <laughs> All of it for no reason. <laughs> or so we thought until Shakira was all like, for yes reason. <laughs> and everyone was all like, what? And Shakira was all like, and this is a direct quote, I got, uh, I'm mad because... <laughs> <laughs> People kept calling because <laughs> people kept calling me Sharkira. <laughs> I'm not a shark. I'm a singer. I'm a lady sing. I'm a lady singer. <laughs> so I took all the water and I'll give it back when you say you're sorry. <laughs> One week into not having any drinking water and people still won't say they're sorry. <laughs> Very good, Mr. <laughs> Stu. Very good. Uh, Jesse Jones. No. What does fish stew mean to you? Are you searching for that perfect blend of terror and eroticism? <laughs> Do you need just the right mixture of horror and sexual sensuality to give you the kind of fear boner that simply screams? Let's beat it. And I mean that in all senses of the term. <laughs> well, then what do you know? It sounds a lot like you're looking for a very particular class of flirty, invisible sluts haunting strictly top-end whorehouses. <laughs> and you're in luck, chief. Because that's the only kind we got here at my place. I'm Chuck Dickens. <laughs> 
And this here's my super classy ghost brothel, Ebenezer Scrooges. You want to feel cold, clammy wind rush across your wang all unexpected like? Sure you do. Who don't? You want to hear chains rattling? And maybe sexy, maybe anguished, disembodied moans <laughs> echoing through the dark halls, filling your dong's soul with a turgid sadness. <laughs> Wazoozle! Almost makes me want to fill my pants with the ghosts of millions of unfertilized children. <laughs> and hey, you just plonk yourself down your full heavy sack overflowing with various old-timey denominational coins <laughs> and we'll set you up with the full Ebenezer package where you'll be visited by three but technically four sexy apparitions the ghost of Jismas past <laughs> the ghost of Jismas present and the ghost of Jismas yet to come. <laughs> you notice we lean pretty heavily on the term jizz around here? Good. We want to make sure you recognize class when you jizz it. Ah! Look, just jizzed you again. Yeah, that's a sign of a truly classy establishment. Which is how you can be sure we got nothing but the kind of flirty, invisible sluts haunting strictly top-end whorehouses that a gentleman of your freaky caliber demands. The kind of hot ghosts you're gonna love to bust. Cause we know better than anybody, busting makes you feel good. Now we realize we're all over the genre map here all of a sudden but we don't think you don't care that much. <laughs> you just want all the most fuckable phantasms your weighty sack can afford you. And that's what you get here at Ebenezer Scrooge's. Flirty invisible sluts haunting strictly top-end whorehouses. All right. Mm. That was reorganization, uh, which brings us to our next segment called Topical Haiku Challenge. Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please compose three haiku in regard to the following news story. Uh, fentanyl surpasses heroin as a drug most often involved in deadly overdoses. Uh, when fentanyl, a synthetic opioid, uh, 50 to 100 times more powerful than morphine, infiltrated the drug supply in the U.S., it had an immediate dramatic effect on the overdose rate. Okay, haiku go. Huh? Let's make this funny. Okay. Your first of three. You have a problem when you think heroin. Let's kick it up a notch. <laughs> Very good. This one's called brunch. <laughs> a synthetic opioid? Do you have cage-free organic grass-fed drugs? Very good. Mine doesn't have a title. 
Woohoo! <laughs> Fentanyl. <laughs> Morphine is only okay. <laughs> I can't feel my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse? My first is titled A Spoon Half Full. <laughs> Look on the bright side. The opioid crisis should end much faster now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's the bright side. <laughs> I see the spoon half full. <laughs> Fentanyl overdoses? That's a sad topic. What the fuck, John? <laughs> Tits. <laughs> I needed another syllable. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> This one's called Younger Generation. Like they did with paper money, millennials are killing the Coke industry. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right, um, this one's called um, Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone else has titles. Morphine, fentanyl, morphine, fentanyl, morphine, morphine. Fentanyl? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Figured out how to beat the system. <laughs> yeah. Mine sort of ties in with Jack's last one. Uh, second is titled A Tear in My Beer. How far we've fallen. Missed the good old days when we'd drink ourselves to death. <laughs> Very good. Christy, you're third of three. Instead of fentanyl, go see Friendly Paul. (laughs) (laughs) He's my weed guy. (laughs) Good dude. (laughs) Friendly Paul. This one's called, I'm actually addicted to watching the feature-length films Paddington and Paddington 2 starring Paddington the Bear. (laughs) 50 to 100 times more addictive? Yawn. <laughs> Call me when it is a cute, polite bear. Oh my god. Okay. This one's called a. Moby Dick? (laughs) (laughs) Synthetic opioid? (laughs) More like, yeah, give it to me. I'll take some of that. (laughs) Very good. Jesse Jones. (laughs) I'm going to have to trust that count. (laughs) Opoid? My third is titled Dragon Attack. (laughs) Tough break, heroin. (laughs) But don't be discouraged. Just get back on that horse. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That was the topical haiku challenge. Brought to you by Clask. (laughs) God damn it. And Puff Sauce. I think. No, I don't know if it is. Right. All right. You guys ready to keep playing this show? I am ready to keep playing this show. All right. <laughs> We're halfway through. This next segment is called... Uh, this was Today Once. 
Farley. <laughs> On this date, 8.35, the sweet dew in its the sweet dew incident happened. Emperor Wenzong of the Tang Dynasty conspires to kill the powerful eunuchs of the Tang court. But the plot was foiled. Uh, also on this date, 1943, American physician and businessman and co-inventor of cornflakes, John Harvey Kellogg, died. Uh, how do you celebrate these two things all mixed up? Well, John... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a commercial bit for this one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Introducing oh, Kellogg's new Sweet Dew Flake cereal. <laughs> it's a coup of flavor. <laughs> I'm doing the voice the whole time. Strap in. <laughs> Have you tried to murder high-ranking members of a ruling dynasty only to be found out and slaughtered? <laughs> well, no matter. Right before the guard swords pierce your vital organs. In the middle of a public square is a show of force. Get yourself a bowl of these sweet, delicious dew flakes. Crispy golden flakes coated with glistening sugar should sweeten up the taste of bitter failure. <laughs> or at least that's been my policy my whole life. <laughs> that's how come I lost my foot. <laughs> yes, thems were some angry ballless eunuchs. <laughs> they was pissed off on account of the chopping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Missy, it was Mr. Kellogg's dream that you spend your last moments on this earth eating something <laughs> eating something with more sugar than a birthday cake with absolutely no vitamins or fiber. <laughs> the old man himself left God's green earth with a mouthful of cereal and no teeth to speak of. <laughs> So watch the sun rise over the mountains and wake up to a bowl of sweet dew cereal. It's to needlessly die for. Very good, Christy Farley. <laughs> Jesse, if we could if we could go back and post and play this underneath it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would have been perfect. Yeah. I thought about it too late. Yeah, we'll God see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Brown. On this date, 1542, Princess Mary Stuart becomes Queen of the Scots, or Queen of Scots, at the age of only one week on the death of her father, James V of Scotland. Uh, also on this uh, date, uh, today is Martyred Intellectuals Day in Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> My same reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's worse and worse down yeah. the line. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? What am I doing today to celebrate? A day where Princess Mary Stuart becomes Queen of Scots at the age of only one week on the death of her father, James V of Scotland, and it's Martyred Intellectuals Day in Bangladesh? How could I celebrate both of their legacies in a way that respects the deaths of these great figures while also enjoying myself in a tasteful manner? Is that what you're asking me, John Ross? Yes. Don't answer me. This is all rhetorical. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you said tasteful in that earlier made-up question, because I'm going to Applebee's, baby. 
I'm taking advantage of their Applebee's special two for 20 deal in honor of martyred intellectuals and the wee baby Scottish queen. <laughs> One appetizer and two entrees and a dessert for just 20 bucks. I start off with the jalapeno poppers in memory of all those spicy ideas that those Bangladeshi intellectuals died for. <laughs> I wash that appetizer down with a Bud Light, which is the king of beers. And the beer's like the Scottish whiskey, so it definitely counts. I then move on to the main course and order a quesadilla burger. This is on their menu. It's a quesadilla on a burger. An unholy alliance of ideas that could only come from an intellectual who deserves to be martyred. And the quesadilla is spicy like the ideas of the, oh yeah, I already did that one. Moving on. (laughs) My second main course is the chicken tenders basket, as tender as the baby queen herself. (laughs) She didn't die. And the basket is also like what a baby would be in. There are also likely chickens in Scotland. And then for dessert, I um, I get uh, like an ice cream, like a fucking... um, uh, Look, I'm just going to level with you. Things aren't going well for me in the advertising department at Applebee's. <sighs> I thought we could hop on this viral train of Bangladeshi intellectual martyrdom and baby Scottish queen that everyone is talking about everywhere, but it just isn't working. Being funny on Twitter is too hard. Doing good TV ads is even harder. And making better food? Well, that's super duper hard. <laughs> So I tried this, okay? Did it work? I don't know. The quesadilla burger one was pretty good. (laughs) And we're really trying to push those because we have a surplus of them at the moment. We gotta stop making our food before people order. (laughs) Just please come to Applebee's, okay? Advertising is harder than Don Draper made it look and I don't want to lose my job. I'll martyr you like a Bangladeshi intellectual if you don't. And that's the Applebee's promise. Very good, Jack Brown. Very good. Very good. Ruby Setnick. Hmm. On this date, 1985, Wilma Mankiller takes office as the first woman elected to serve as a principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. Uh, also on this day is Monkey Day. Today's Monkey Day. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate those two things all mixed up? I resent this prompt. <laughs> <laughs> Relative to the Earth and all of human existence, science and history tell us that the monkeys came first. And relative uh, to America specifically and geographically, science and history tell us that the indigenous people came first. So this morning, I got to work first. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. That was good. And then... (laughs) It's a twist. That's all right. Well, I, I need to leave early anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Jesse Jones, I just, no. I just read the prompt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. On this date, 2012, the Sandy Hook Elementary school shooting happened. Oh, uh, 28 <laughs> people. See, it, gets, it got worse down the yeah. line. Hey, it's not my fault. I didn't sh- shoot this. <laughs> I honestly think it might be. First fentanyl <laughs> and then school shooting. Yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a. It's a we're making lemonade here tonight. Wicca- Wicca- we're, we're making lemonade. All right, so uh, Sandy Hook school shooting happened. Uh, 28 people, including the gunmen, are killed in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Uh, also on this very date, 2008, Muntandar al-Zahidi 
Al-Zaidi, Zaidi, uh, throws his shoes at U.S. President George W. Bush during a press conference in Baghdad. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in Tiendum? Third grade. <laughs> I fell madly in love with the girl who sat two seats over and one row up from me in Ms. Carbuckle's class for super intelligent, outrageously modest little boys and girls. <laughs> Her name was Sandy Hook. Well, it was actually Sandy Hook, like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) And I just now realized what hell middle school must have been for her, as around seventh grade would have been when Ren and and Stimpy started. And that just had to be one of the worst experiences a kid ever had within the walls of a public school. Just thinking of how every time she said something, some smart ass would probably immediately chime in and dismiss her statement with a, you idiot! (laughs) (laughs) I remember around the middle of the fourth grade, this briefly popular Ice Cream Cones cereal came out with an animated mascot named Ice Cream Jones. And well, you can just imagine how terrible that was for me. I can, tell you, I can tell you with absolute certainty that those couple months of taunting I had to endure was without a doubt the most horrible, senseless act ever committed by any human being against a child on school grounds. And I don't think anything has happened since 1987 which could possibly be its match. Sadly, after fourth grade we moved and I had to change schools but Sandy and I remained in contact. I'd tell people about my girlfriend at another school that they'd never met. They'd accuse me of making up Sandy Hoek. (laughs) They said Sandy Hoek was fake and that I'd never actually had a girlfriend. I showed them a picture of Sandy, but they rejected it, telling me that was obviously nothing more than a child actor. (laughs) I was so upset I did the only thing I could and angrily threw my shoes at them. I don't know why. Upon reflection, I realize I had a lot of issues with appropriately expressing emotions in those days. (laughs) When frustrated, I threw shoes. (laughs) When happy, I hoarded scarves. (laughs) When frightened, I stared at jackets. And when excited, I strangled rain boots with hoarded scarves. So I guess what I did today in celebrating these two events was just dredge up a lot of unpleasant childhood memories and undo years of therapy just for a couple cheap laughs for the sake of this sparsely listened to podcast. (laughs) Like always. Very good, Jesse. not my fault it happened on this day. Okay, uh, this next segment, it, it's getting lighter. The rest of the show is going to be lighter. <laughs> it almost can't not be. Yeah. This uh, next segment, children who die. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> all right, please write. This, the, the segment's called Bread. Write an Erotic Poem About It. Uh, Chris, Christy, 
<laughs> Let's hear your erotic poem about um, uh, miscarriages. No, I'm kidding. It's about the same thing, yeah. basically. Uh, please have written an erotic poem about Michael Buble. <laughs> 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 okay, so this is as told by Gladys, a Midwestern mother of two. <laughs> oh, Mr. Buble. <laughs> I can't tell you how many yoga pants I've soiled listening to your <laughs> sultry yet mediocre crooning. <laughs> You're like a safter PG version of Sinatra <laughs> without all that domestic abuse and mafia connections. <laughs> your chipmunk face and trouble- <laughs> troubled eighth grader spiked hairdo is so cute. I could just punch it over and over and over again. I like it when I know for a fact I could beat a guy up if I really wanted to. It turns me in. While Lenny Kravitz is out there in his Lamborghini with his dick like an uncoiled garden hose. <laughs> Michael, I know you can whisk me away to our honeymoon in what I imagine is your respectable yet not too flashy Toyota Camry. <laughs> Until that day, I'll do what I always do this time of year. I'll turn on some bubbly. I prop my legs up in the tub, and I have myself a holly jolly Christmas. There you go. Very good. I I loved the the Midwest was so just a fraction away from Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's always like a step away from Irish in it all was, my accents. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. I would there. like to dig in more on how miscarriages are the same as. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to go it's back my to opinion. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. That's how I feel. Thank you for speaking your truth. <laughs> Jack Brown, uh, please have written an erotic poem about fishing. My poem about fishing is called Gone Fishing. <laughs> Out on the boat, just me and my fishing buddy. No boss, no responsibilities, no stress, no nagging or fuddy duddies. Loading up the line with exotic lure. Lots of squiggling worms, serving up looks saying, come hither. <laughs> Feeling that strong rod in my hands? It's flexible, yet still stiff. <laughs> Casting out my line, letting the fish get a sniff. <laughs> Can't wait until the fish are slurping on those moist little worms. I want to reel them in. I want to feel them squirm. <laughs> the sun is beating down, beginning to get a bit hot. My buddy pops his top. I take mine off, too. We're fishing. Why not? <laughs> Our fingers linger as he hands me a beer. Did I just find some huge fish or love here? <laughs> no, it's too crazy. I return to the task at hand. Roping in all those fish. Now that is the work of man. A big, powerful man, that is. And my buddy, well, that's him to a T. Muscular and manly, making me say, ooh-wee. <laughs> I pretend that I can't reel one in just so he'll have to grab me. But once the fish is caught, I realize that he's also caught me. <laughs> looking over at my buddy, a fella named Bessie Bones. <laughs> I see him looking back at me 
and I want to jump his bones. <laughs> Things progress. It's only natural. And let's just say those fish weren't the only ones getting a mouthful. <laughs> the worst day fishing beats the best day at work when I finish my fish- fishing buddy off with a nice sultry jerk. <laughs> It's more than lust. We're never going home to our wives. Gonna live off the land and what the lake provides. I love my strong fishing husband. He's so handsome and sweet. I also love fishing. It's a treat. (laughs) Very good. That story progressed quickly. (laughs) Just the sentiment, Uh, sultry jerk. All right, Ruby, let's hear your erotic poem uh, in regards to the criminal justice system. (laughs) It is common knowledge that the criminal justice system is composed of three parts. Law enforcement agencies, i.e. the police force, the butthole, and the clitoris. (laughs) (laughs) And it is common knowledge... That the reproductive system is composed of three parts. The butthole, (laughs) the clitoris, and defense lawyers. (laughs) But on a a more serious note, love is patient. (laughs) Love is kind. And through all the suffering and crippling uncertainty of existence, love is the only true justice that the unexamined life has to offer. It is common knowledge that love is made up of three parts. (laughs) The butthole, the clitoris, and the supreme clitoris. That much like the Supreme Court has the final say. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Jesse Jones, Mm -hmm. an erotic poem. Your topic, gingivitis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel you swelling inside me. (laughs) A passion so raw and untamed. I ache as I give you a touch so tender, purple, inflamed. I know if I wanted, I could stop you, wipe you away with a flick of a brush, but your love's given me a taste for blood, so really, why would I rush? (laughs) My friends tell me they're starting to worry that I've got me a really bad case. I don't listen. They're just jealous. All I want is you filling my face. You've grown on me, sweet gingivitis. I've never felt such an attraction. I'll love you with all of my heart till we part due to death or extraction. (laughs) Very good. That was right an erotic poem about it. That brings us to our final segment of the evening. It's called (laughs) Department of Tourism. Uh, congrats, everyone. You've been hired as the tourism director of the following places. Make us want to come there and live, visit, whatever. Uh, Christy, 
The name of your town is called Small Talkington. <laughs> oh, I wrote Small Talkton. Can we change Small Talkton. <laughs> Small Talkton. <laughs> Come to Small Talkton. <laughs> so, how's it going? <laughs> I'm so good. He's good. She's good. We're all good. <laughs> so good. How about this weather, right? I've been seeing some clouds, but I hadn't seen anything on the weather about it. It's maybe a storm or something. I don't know. <laughs> How's the wife? She's still selling those nutritional shakes? Oh, that was a Ponzi scheme? And she lost everything? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> How's your mom? <laughs> Last I heard she was like jogging or some shit. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, so you're, you're getting a little too controversial for small talk, Tan. You feel me? I feel like you're kind of like missing the point of this town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, like, why don't you take your drama and shit and take it over to Bleeding Heartville <laughs> or My Life Sucks, Berg, or wherever the fuck they do this stuff. <laughs> but until then, how's the new job? <laughs> Are you lagging over there? You got fired? Get the fuck out! Get out! <laughs> but seriously, stay in touch, man. It was good hearing from you. <laughs> Very good. Christy Farley, Small Talkton. Small Talkton. I don't even think you mentioned the name of the city. I did, like, <laughs> yeah, you I, still, I didn't write this don't go there. You're like, actually, it's Small Talkton, not Small Talkton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> Jack Brown. <laughs> the name of your city is Prove It Utopia. Oh, I did Prove Itopia? Prove Itopia. <laughs> <laughs> You tired of people correcting you? Tired of other people telling other people that you're lying? You ever just want to bullshit with conviction without any repercussions? Well, then I'm D.B. Cooper. Don't believe it? Well, then prove it. <laughs> Here in Prove It Utopia, you'll find people screaming at each other a lot. <laughs> Around here, you gotta see it to believe it. We need tangible evidence to accept anything. If you can't prove me wrong and I'm louder than you, then I'm right. The earth is flat, don't believe me, prove it. We can't go to space, so I'm right. We don't have any internet access here specifically for that reason. No way to look things up like a damn egghead. God is real and he told me that I'm his favorite. Improbable? Maybe. Don't believe me? Then prove it. <laughs> I can turn water into Little Caesar's hot and ready breadsticks. Gravity doesn't work on clams. <laughs> you got a clam on your person? If you do, then you're a weirdo. Most people don't, so they can't prove it. <laughs> We're like a whole society of Snapple caps. <laughs> it might be true, but there's no way to tell. Oh, and Snapple never existed. It's a Berenstein Bears type mass hallucination. The drink was actually called Snarple. Don't believe me? Prove it. 9-11? That's how tall I am. Prove it. Silly Putty was designed by the Kellogg brothers to prevent people from masturbating. 
and the original recipe had cocaine. Prove it. <laughs> the Malaysian Airlines <laughs> flight hitched a ride to another plane and slingshotted forward into time so the passengers could see the completed Detective Pikachu movie sooner. Prove it. <laughs> Santa is real and he's my dad. Prove it. <laughs> there was a second shooter on the grassy knoll and he talked like Sling Blade. Prove it. <laughs> it's impossible to get a DUI on a boat because you can just drink some of that sweet water. Prove it. <laughs> Girls just want to have fun. Prove it. <laughs> I like to prove it, prove it. <laughs> Remember that from Madagascar? Huh? It wasn't in Madagascar. Prove it. Oh, you have the DVD right here. Uh, Okay, I concede, and you're in charge now. This is how our political system works. <laughs> Hello, I'm Bessie Bones. <laughs> and now I'm in charge because I proved the thing about Madagascar. <laughs> it's a meritocracy. Sandy Hook is funny to me. <laughs> Each subsequent mention of my name, Bessie Bones, gets funnier and funnier. Don't believe me? Prove it. Oh, this entire show disproves my point? Very well. I'm D.B. Cooper, and I'm back in charge. I can go within 25 meters of a school. Don't believe me? Prove it. Prove it, Utopia. You don't want to live here? Prove it. Very good. Very good. Ruby Setnick. Yep. Name of your town is Don't Blame Mealvania. Don't blame me, Ovania. Nope-topia. Nope-topia. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Blame Me-topia. <laughs> and now a message from our king, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shaggy. <laughs> and now a message from our vice uh, principal, OJ, OJ Simpson. <laughs> OJ, I did not, could not, and would not have committed this crime. <laughs> Thanks, OJ. <laughs> and now a message from the mayor. Sorry, God. Uh, <coughs> Sam, I am. Sam, I would not, could not in a boat. I would not, could not in a tree. Shaggy, it wasn't me. <laughs> Sam, I would not eat green eggs and ham. OJ, I believe you, Sam, I am. <laughs> Maybe just don't come here. <laughs> Very good. -ish. Very good. -ish. Jesse Jones. <laughs> I was picturing Scooby Doo Shaggy. No, first no, of all. Yeah. Jesse Jones, uh, take us to the Sup Dudes Island. Mm -hmm. Sup Dudes Island. <laughs> ja, what's good, mi amigo? <laughs> you look like you're looking for a totally chill place to chillaximum to the maximum. Ja, you're in luck, bro. You totally found Sup Dudes Islands. Skies, stellar. Beach, Frank. <laughs> abs. Abs. Washa, washa. Chicks. They're called women, brah. Pump your massager brakes. Look, bro, Ranosaurus Pex. I'm straight up Bromander in chief of, 
of Sup Dudes <laughs> Islands. But you can call me Jaeger Bomb Tom or General Shit Stirrer or Molly's my best friend. Or Tommy Tag Team. <laughs> or the Colombian Zamboni for how I hella smooth away snowy lines. <laughs> or Vaporham Spleefin. <laughs> or Skimboard Von Chugs a lot. <laughs> or Admiral Licka Snatchington. <laughs> But most dudes just call me Deke. You know, it's chill. <laughs> Out here on the Sup Dudes Islands, we're just Paps Blue living our best lives, brah. <laughs> Reducing our carbon flip-flop print to preserve the brozone layer. <laughs> Working on our personal trainer certifications. And throwing kick-ass naked houseboat parties. Spraying strong, empowered women with thick, ropey bro loads after confirming their explicit permission, often in writing, to drop that goopy goop on them. Hella respectful-like. I'm with her, me too, hashtag feminism. Yo, while you're here, you might want to check out all the islands of the Sup Dudes chain of islands. There's Brody, Chaz, Nar, Topher, Brosif, Trey, Rip, Chappie. Aiden Gronk and like hella more but really they're all pretty similar brah every island is fully equipped with a world class gym there's at least three vodka bars a rhinestone clothieri <laughs> Some of the sweetest, most hella respectful titty bars with the sickest sets of non-objectified, bodacious knockers you ever casually eye-fucked. <laughs> Quick bro tip. If you're going to want to get around the Sup Dudes Islands, bro, there's no ferries, no water taxis, or nothing. You're going to have to be self-sufficient and get real good at motorboating. Nah. Nah, I'm fucking with you. So come on, check out Sup Dudes Islands. If it sounds pretty rad to you, you're hella right it is. Sup Dudes Islands, where the only thing you'll find here with less than 8% by volume is body fat, brah! Very good. That is the end of Stab. One more time for all the comedians you saw this evening. Christy Farley, Jack Brown, Ruby Setnick, Jesse Jones, and I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Uh, if you'd like to hear more uh, stabs, go to one of our many online outlets. Uh, go, to, go to Spotify. We're over there. Uh, you can even look at us, too, on YouTube sometimes. Uh, thanks. Have a good night. Introducing Kellogg's new sweet 
Dew Flake Cereal. <laughs> it's a coup of flavor. <laughs> Have you tried to murder high-ranking members of a ruling dynasty only to be found out and slaughtered? <laughs> well, no matter. Right before the guard swords pierce your vital organs. In the middle of a public square is a show of force. Get yourself a bowl of these sweet, delicious new flakes. Crispy golden flakes coated with glistening sugar should sweeten up the taste of bitter failure. <laughs> or at least that's been my policy my whole life. That's how come I lost my foot. <laughs> Yes, them's were some angry, ballless eunuchs. They was pissed off on account of the chopping. Yes, sir, miss, it was Mr. Kellogg's dream that you spend your last moments on this earth eating something, <laughs> eating something with more sugar than a birthday cake with absolutely no vitamins or fiber. The old man himself left God's green earth with a mouthful of cereal and no teeth to speak of. <laughs> so watch the sun rise over the mountains and wake up to a bowl of sweet dew cereal. It's to needlessly die for. <laughs> Very good, Christy Farley. <laughs>